Since times before history, we've been gathering around our fires to tell stories. Join us as we play through multiple role-playing game systems, looking for one that's the perfect fit for our next campaign, and hopefully showing you some options that are out there for your own games. Welcome to the Fireside Stories. Barbarians, welcome to our first episode in Eclipse Phase, second edition playtest. Altered phase. <laughs> Eclipse Carbon. Eclipse Carbon. <laughs> this week, before we get started, we just want to give an extra special thank you to our wonderful patron, Richard H. Um, he gets our special thank you shout out this time. Um, so we really hope you enjoy this episode. It's a really cool system, and I think it'll be content that you enjoy. Yeah, let's get into it. All right. So just to kind of set this up for you, because you actually have no idea what we're going to be playing really at all, do you? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know, I mean, if I'm on Earth, if I'm on a moon, if I'm an asteroid belt or a spaceship, or I have no idea, like, of any of that stuff it's really disorienting so i am almost kind of floating up out of the the water with all the tubes and shit and what have you hanging off of me you know? <laughs> like i'm being pulled out of deep storage and or something I, well I don't know. you do know from your character background right yeah. that you were probably not in that state when we start yeah um so we're kind of going from the assumption that you've been doing kind of your corporate work mm-hmm and we're picking up from something that's happened from there. Okay. okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So I've been kind of going about my uh, my day-to-day, in, in other words. Right. And, and we know your character, as part of their background, has started opening up connections with this group called Firewall. Right. But you don't really have a lot of influence there yet. No. I'm just, I've just dipped a, a pinky into this pond, so to speak. All right, so as we begin, you've been contacted by a firewall proxy called Eludaire for a meeting. As you join the virtual conference room, you can see the model of a black, carbon-rich rock hanging in the center of the room. Tables and chairs enough to accommodate a much larger group are organized around the virtual model, and then Eludaire's voice fills the room. You wanted to prove yourself to firewall, so here's your chance. This is an emergency investigation. Ten days ago, one of our sentinels, Chi, was delivering a payoff to a contact, a triad boss by the name of Mariposa Chen. She has been instrumental in a previous mission and knows of Firewall, but she is not a trusted asset. She currently resides on a mid-sized asteroid called Kong Yun. The virtual model of the rock in the middle of the room gets a glowing label of Kong Yun below it. Mm-hmm. We know Chi arrived on the station, but then disappeared. For what it's worth, Mariposa claims they never made contact. She is back at one of our safe houses, resleeved from a backup they left before departing on the mission, but of course that means they have no data concerning what happened. Your primary mission is to determine what happened to Chi and report back to me. There was no indication that the mission should have been dangerous, so this data is vital. 
Okay. Sounds good. I need to grab a pencil. Because I can't take notes on my computer. Oh, no. Notes are way easier on paper. Even I have paper. Oh. But I have, like, two computers open right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely take notes on my computer. It's just that... Oh, it'd be the click and a clack, clack, clack. Yeah, the, the podcast would be nothing <laughs> but clacks and clicks. And, <laughs> yeah. Which would be great if this was, like, a steampunk... Right. <laughs> ...system, but it's not. So, okay. All right. So she continues... Kong Yun used to be a Fajing mine. Now, Fajing is a hypercorp, so you'd be relatively familiar with it. Okay. It's mostly abandoned, except for a Fajing outpost called Lion at one end, and scavengers and the remaining miners living off the old equipment in a makeshift settlement called New City at the other. You see glowing indicators appear for both the outpost and the settlement on pretty much opposite sides of the model. Hmm. Okay. The Lion Project doesn't seem dangerous to Firewall at this time, but it's well protected, so it's probably best to give it space while you're there. It's possible Mariposa knows something she isn't revealing, so you might want to start with her. Whatever the cause, we need to determine what happened to our Sentinel while continuing to protect Firewall operations and secrecy. Firewall has no other assets or stakes in the habitat, so you're authorized to act as you see fit. Okay. So the the mining outpost is Lion Project? The mining outpost um, where the settlers and everything are is New City. Right. Lion is the Fajing kind of base that's still there. Okay. Got it. All right. I've arranged transport on board the fast supply ship, the Red Coronet. It's leaving in two hours from your current physical location. At Kong Yun, you'll be at the Best Rest Motel in New City. And you'll notice on your maps, we've marked a hidden scratch space of gear you can access in an emergency. That's good to know. And you feel your internal indicators ping as map data is being sent to you through a secure mesh connection. Mm. Okay. Kong Yun has tight security checks, so no weapons, fabbers, or combat morphs are supposed to be permitted past immigration. There are ways around that, of course. Just do what you can to be subtle about your more obvious features. The scanners will be looking for weapons and obvious combat mods. Pack appropriately. We are not smuggling in a new payment for Mariposa at this time. If you find that she truly never got it, we will arrange for something in a month to go through the port with another agent. Don't let her distract you from your mission. To find out what happened to Chi. That's correct. Do you have any questions? Oh, <laughs> I wasn't speaking in character, but... Um... <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know your character voice, so I can't tell. Yeah, it's interesting. What what I'm going for with this guy... Is, is it this? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any questions? You! <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm actually wanting to go for a very monotone sort of tone with him because he's having a hard time adjusting to speaking like a human person. 
That's fair. So not quite robot voice, but just very deadpan and monotone. Sometimes his inflection will sound very forced and quite strange. So um, that's what I'm going for with him. So if when she he she if, when my contact asked um, if I have any questions, um, I would have said no. <laughs> All right. So no questions about your transport or the mission. You're pretty clear. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, as she said, you only had two hours to kind of put your things together and get going. So you feel the connection to the virtual conference space kind of close, and you become aware of the physical world around your typical sleeve again. Yeah, is this uh, the the VR that I was in just kind of melts away, right? And in the jarring, slightly greasy real world, kind of encloses around me again, right? Especially since you are probably a little bit more comfortable in that virtual space than you are interacting in the physical. Absolutely. If I had like a an anxiety meter on this character, it would be elevated every time I have to slog around in the real. So you'll have some time on your transport because they're choosing to use physical transportation to get you there. You'll have time to kind of review uh, the information they leave for you electronically and on board the ship. Okay. Okay. So I have everything packed already. Um, Aiden is, and I don't know if we've introduced him yet. I don't know if that's by design. No, and you can Sorry. choose to do that at this point if you'd like. Okay. So my character's name is Aiden Cranberry, and um, he is an InfoLife mind hacker who, for the past um, several, uh, for the past what seems like an eternity, but really not even two years, has been a uh, security professional for a hypercore bank and as such has started getting into uh, some of the criminal underground because you gotta you know set set a criminal to catch a criminal uh, type of mindset so he's kind of a, a gray hat in that regard and uh, he given that he wasn't info life and he spent the vast majority of his existence as an AI as a ghost in the machine. He, uh, in the real, when he's sleeved, he just is very regimented and very, um, very, very Prussian, very Einstein, Einstein, like habit and routine are everything that makes his life, uh, possible when he's in the real because it is very foreign and strange to him. So right, and this is something that's very much outside of your physical experience. Hmm. Yeah, right, absolutely. So he would, uh, you know, as far as packing and stuff like that, and two hours and all this kind of stuff, he doesn't have, uh, you know, accoutrements, and he doesn't have like, you know, clothes and stuff like that. And gear is already like arrayed and very. Um, organized 
you know, units. So when they're like, get packed and go, he's like, grabs his bag, stands up, and leaves. Like, he's already ready. Right. All right. So you have packed well in advance of the required time. And you make your way to your local spaceport, to the dock where the red coronet is waiting for you. Hmm. And getting on the transport, you can see that you are the only passenger. This ship is functionally yours for the mission. I see. And does it... I'd like to see if I can access their... uh manifest in terms of uh flight crew and um entire crew manifest and as well as uh passenger manifest because i'm apparently the only passenger but i want to know for sure if i am sure and you know that it will be easiest to access those systems after the kind of auto Doc's sequence is finished to get off of the station. Once we're underway. Yes. Okay. They might lock everything down more securely during that process for safety reasons. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. Well, I think, I think I'll definitely start, um, getting an idea of the, uh, topography of their security posture. Sure. So, um, non-invasive probing, you know, logging and stuff like that to get an idea of that footprint. So sure. the, the idea is that maybe, you know, you do all of that non-invasive, hopefully undetectable reconnaissance so that your actual hack goes smoother, easier. Well, as you start to review the information that's easy to access or readily available, the main thing that seems to be on there is what appears to be your spoofed ID for the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, it describes you as a scrap reseller and kind of gives some details about thinking of it kind of like a, um, visa where it has like kind of your purpose of your visit and everything, Oh right. what they're proving you to be there for. Mm-hmm. And it shows that you are going to be going to Kong Yoon to new city to evaluate, um, mining equipment that they're selling off. Okay. And then if you find anything of interest to potentially bring it back with you, which is why you're taking a physical transport rather than doing a far cast. Hmm. Okay. That makes sense. So now that you are underway, there's the soft hum of the engines You've been able to physically look around the transport as well. It's rather small, um, and there is no one else on board. But if you'd like, you can make an infosec roll to see if you can get into the system. All right. It's our first roll here with infosec. Okay. So my total for infosec is 80. Okay. And there's no modifiers or anything with these rolls. Is that correct? That is, well, yeah, the modifier would be to the difficulty, which I would determine for you. Okay. So you're just trying to roll under that unless I let you know that I'm adjusting that number. Roger. Okay, here we go. 33. So 33 exactly puts you at a superior success. Okay. So the fast transport lives up to its name. Um, As you're kind of hacking the system to see what you can access... 
Um, you notice there's not a lot of information other than the flight plan and your identification and kind of passes. Okay. Um, it's been very carefully scrubbed clean of any other information. I see. Okay, so it seems... How does it seem tampered with? Um, to your experience, particularly with a superior success, I would say it seems that it's been carefully kind of reformatted between missions. I see. Okay. So that'll definitely um, go in the old logbook upstairs because it starts to suggest that something is a little bit hinky. So. Right. And so as you're kind of going through what information there is available, there is a kind of soft chime coming from the ship indicating that you're within sensor range of your destination. Wow, already. It's a fast transport. <laughs> it's very fast. And okay. they chose you because you were physically closest to the destination. I see. Okay. And this isn't real time either. Sure, sure, right. <laughs> like lot, lots of time has, has passed. Right. You've been doing <laughs> hacking. You've been exploring the ship. Things have been happening. Okay. All right. I was going to choose covertness for my superior result benefit, but I didn't. I don't know how that works exactly. So in this case, you don't really need it because you weren't trying to get into anything they wouldn't let you into. There was really nothing to get into. Okay. It so, was very superficial what was available. All right. So the ship is essentially empty. It's like all automated. There's no crew or anything like right. that. It's just me. I'm yep. the only consciousness. There might be a VI running the thing. Right. There's no it. AI that you detect running the ship. It's all on an automated, very basic sort of flight plan to intercept New City's spaceport. Okay. And that chime indicates that you are in sensor range. And while since you're already in the system, you actually automatically sort of switch to a scan mode from the sensors of the asteroid. I see. Okay. And what you see as it switches to kind of scanner mode, um, which you wouldn't have normally been able to access, um, you can see the ports light up, uh, which match what you saw on the map in the virtual. And you can see there's a few other minor surface installations and eight small satellites around the asteroid. You also get some density information from the scan. Um, you see that the asteroid is heavily mined and geologically unstable. There are tunnels and you detect pockets of vacuum not listed in the public maps, probably part of old um, mining directives. Okay. Well, if we're getting close and it's super quick, I should probably get back to my cabin and, you know, secure my effects so that I can disembark. Sounds good. So, you know that when you get to the spaceport, you will have to go through security to get into the city proper from the port. Mm -hmm. The security station, um, you'll be able to evaluate before you get to it. But before you even leave your ship, is there anything you want to not bring with you or leave on your ship to secure it there? Yeah, I have a, uh, a medium pistol as part of my um, 
I don't know, normal gear, but it's not really my jam. It's one of those things that's like, you know, here's your, you know, agent starter pack. And as part of your, like, level and job and everything like that, you're armed. But I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, I don't really need this. Um, such a, a droll, like, you know, it's basically like handing a samurai, you know, a club. He'd be like, I recognize that this is a weapon, but I don't, like, why would I use something so, um pedestrian and inelegant so i'm going to you know take the little pistol in its case and all that kind of stuff and just kind of lock it in a drawer in my cabin in okay here and uh encrypt the digital key and everything else <laughs> and, and all of that and uh so that i can unlock it uh, when i return if i return to here whatever and uh everything else i'll take with me okay so you feel the ship kind of shift um, in its auto-docking sequence as you get into what's a relatively small spaceport in the area of New City on Kongyun. Stepping out into the dock, you can see the security station not far ahead of you, um, and it's between you and the only obvious exit out of the spaceport, which is not incredibly busy right now. You can see that it's a simple scanner. Um, you can, you're familiar with the type. It's set to detect common weaponry, unauthorized equipment, combat mods, that sort of thing. And there is a disinterested looking security droid standing at the scanner. Um, it's supposed to visually identify suspicious persons. Okay, I think I can safely ignore him because I don't have anything to hide and I don't have um, anything that the scanner should pick up, but... Now you're new and we haven't talked about this character for a little bit, so I will remind you that the morph that you are sleeved in has some obvious traits. Right. That would mark it as a combat morph. So because of like my chameleon skin and grip pads and stuff like that, those are, like, uh, obvious to the casual observer? I would say um, because your hands aren't normal human hands, the chameleon pads do make you have, like, wider fingertips and stuff like that. So it's not something that would be necessarily incredibly obvious. It would be relatively easy to conceal, but you may want to consider concealing them. Okay. Well, so... There's also chameleon skin, which I guess is just kind of like uh, visual camouflage. Right. Uh, optical camouflage. Yeah, if and you then, choose to have yeah. it active. Yeah. And then grip pads let me, like, you know, um, gecko all wherever I want. Um, okay. So this disinterested-looking individual... Did you say... Um, it is a disinterested-looking security droid. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, let's hack him, too, so that I appear to just be a, uh, you know, a scrap reseller named Seamus Gonzalez here to uh, resell some scrap. So you want to hack him currently? What type of hacking would you like to do? Um... 
because you can brute force. Oh, right. You can be more subtle, but it takes time. Oh, no. I will definitely uh, take time, you know? I can, like, wait, but I don't want to take a whole lot of time because I'll start to stand out if I'm just standing there before a security checkpoint. So it has to be quick, but I don't want it to be obvious. So somewhere kind of in the middle, you know, where it's like you try the most uh, commonly used, you know, passwords and stuff like that. You know, you're utilizing um, rainbow tables and dictionaries and that kind of thing to uh, to uh, attack its defenses. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and do your infosec skill test. All right. Here we go again. All right, 36. So far, so good. All right, so again, that's a superior success. Um, and for hacking, because it works a little bit differently than normal other skills mm -hmm. with your superior successes, it's going to increase your privileges kind of one step. Okay, so this is like kind of a quality sort of good result. Exactly. Okay. Um, and so I'd say, depending on what you're looking to do, you would have access to kind of very basic level things mm -hmm. um, along with something a little bit more administrative if you wanted to. Okay. So what would you like to do? I want to in incept the idea of who I am in the security droid's mind. Almost like he's seen me before. Like, okay. Recognizes Seamus Gonzalez, the scrap reseller, you know, and like, oh, Seamus, you're back. Cool. Like, you know right. what I mean? And there's no need for extra scrutiny because it's someone that he's familiar with already. Okay. So Ish. as you approach the scanner confidently, mm -hmm. familiarly, right. I would say that one of the first things you notice leaving your ship is that the asteroid is in microgravity. Mm -hmm. um, so there are railings and such everywhere. Or you can see some people have like mag boots or similar that they're using to kind of get around a little bit more easily. But you kind of approach hovering slightly, if you'd like, um, the security station and the droid kind of its neck squeaks up at you. <laughs> um, and it gives a very cursory, like not even scan. Mm. And it says, uh, welcome back, Seamus Gonzalez. <laughs> Sorry, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, great. Uh, I will, like, just nod in his direction, not even really, you know, looking at the droid. His um, little hand switches to its stamper mechanism, and he stamps a little bit of paper very old school wow and kind of like it spits in your direction mm. and you can see that it's basically just like an authorized visa thing with the information that had already been populated from your id because you were expected to arrive right okay perfect so it's good uh, you know i'll take the tear off the little little paper and tuck it in the pocket of the uh you know, coat of my smart clothing and uh, continue through the scanner, I suppose. Yeah, and it doesn't detect any of the things that it's looking for. 
because you don't have anything on you that the scanner is looking for. I wouldn't think so because I don't have like you know necessarily combat mods. Or yeah, and it's looking like for that. obvious combat mods, like you have guns built into your pectorals or whatever. Yeah, guns, and knives, and grenades, and right, what have you. You're ready to start some shit. Yeah. Yeah. And as the neck of the droid squeaks back down into its uninterested position, um, it says, good luck in the auction. Thank you. All right. So stepping out into new city proper, you see that it's neither new nor much of a city. The infrastructure is decrepit and spotty. The population seems small for the size of the settlement and appears to live in relative poverty. The majority of the residents you can see are sleeved in dented silica-flecked synthmorphs. Uh-huh. The habitat is in low-light conditions, and it seems like basic amenities like power and heat are probably not widely available. Your map data flashes at the edge of your vision, and you see indicators and advertisements for markets, clinics, and various other services, as well as the details of your reservation at the Best Rest Motel. And while you kind of determine where you're going to go first, a security morph strides in your direction. Okay. Constable Eli Young, Fajing Security. What is your business here, traveler? I'll uh, look him up and down, and uh, Aiden's going to try to affect his best um, impersonation of Seamus Gonzalez, the scrap reseller. <laughs> and I'll just tell him, I'm here to view the the auction for scrap. Ah, Another one of those vultures, eh? I no doubt you've already scanned my mesh ID, so you know I'm here, you know who I am. Why are you bothering me? Well, I find that if I ask questions I know the answers to, and you're honest, I have an idea of if I should be concerned or not. Ah, that's a very good sales tactic. I'll have to remember that myself. All right, so... I have no idea how to do, like, a Scottish-Mexican accent, so I just went with, like, the first one instead. <laughs> I don't even know how any good. <laughs> but, but he tried to right. be personable. And but. the constable, Eli Young, kind of looks you up and down one more time. You have the sense he's probably scanning you. Okay. And finding nothing of interest, he says, well, good luck with your business then, Mr. Gonzalez. I recommend you get it done quickly and get off this rock. Hey, best of luck to you. And he walks quickly away from you and back to whatever patrol he seems to have. All right. What would you like to do? So, (laughs) first of all, Eden's shoulders are going to (laughs) kind of sag a little bit like, holy shit. Like, it's not, not used to necessarily all of the, like, juice and everything that gets dumped into the, like, you know, magic sauce inside a sleeve that makes it alive. You know, right. Like, he's really not <laughs> used to this. So when, like, you know, something stressful happens like that, it's kind of like, 
what the heck is all of that and doesn't understand why his hands are cold and maybe would shake a little bit if, you know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, he's going to make his way to his hotel right now, or motel, I guess. It's probably going to be a shithole <laughs> uh, based on, you know, my gross surroundings so far. Jeez, so low expectations. I mean, you said it was all run down and, you know, everything. No, it, it is true. It, it's a it's a dinky little um, outpost on an asteroid. So, but they seem to have vigilant constables for all of that. So, you know, hey, maybe it'll be nice. I think any hotel or motel or what have you with uh, the word best in the name <laughs> is going to be anything but. It's like just a usually good indicator, you know? So uh, let's, uh, let's find out. All right, so you're easily able to make your way to the best rest motel and inn. Um, it appears to be one of the very few motels proper um, available in the area. You don't see a lot of advertisements pop up for accommodations as you're making your way. Hmm. Um, but it does seem to be outside of the main market region. Um, and it's in a relatively sort of quiet, clean area on the main thoroughfare. Wow. Okay. So ex- expectations exceeded. <laughs> it's, it's clean and, you know, recognizable and doesn't seem uh, just rotten with ads i'd like to think that my ad blocker would be fairly sophisticated and perhaps of my own design to where i'm aware of the ads but they're not intrusive so right. something that would be this giant banner that pops up in your field of view would just be like a little you know a tiny red dot <laughs> so that i know that it's there because right. you don't want to create unknown unknowns for yourself right you know but you don't want any all that garbage cluttering up your hut so So you see the building. It doesn't look like it was probably originally designed to be a motel. It looks like it's a repurposed building of some kind, maybe an office building or similar. And it has a very simple virtual sign for best rest motel and inn. And it flashes ever so subtly in a very classy way. Hmm. Okay. Um, And walking in, you can see it's doesn't even really have, you know, a virtual assistant set up. It's an actual person behind the desk in the front room. Wow. First paper, now an actual person. <laughs> <laughs> and as you walk into the building, you can feel, I would say, you know how in our world we look at our phone and see bars? Mm-hmm. When you walk into the building, you can feel a weak, like, mesh network. Okay. You're just aware of it. You right. know you're walking into a Wi-Fi zone, basically. Sure. And uh, the kind of stodgy man behind the desk looks up at you. Um, he's also in a, a synth morph, but it's very customized. Um, he's got like kind of an old collared shirt over it and a half tied tie that's been like pulled down and loosened. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like looks up at you and says, uh, Gonzalez. Hey, that's me. Well, you're uh, the only one I'm expecting. So 
Uh, I guess I should tell you a little bit about the amenities before I get you set up for your room. Uh, let's see, we've got some nutrient stations, some charging stations, depending on the sort of thing that you need. Uh, but other than that, you know, it's a pretty basic capsule hotel. So, uh, you're in C7. Uh, you let me, and he like taps a couple of keys on his rather old looking computer. Mm -hmm. And you hear a little ping indicator for access to your door for C7. Good. He, he sends me the, the key. Yes. Basically. Okay. And so a synth morph just just to jog my memory they're basically the low-grade morphs that like get get the job done but they basically look like crash test dummies kind of they're really yeah clean. it's pretty basic this one uh unlike the others that you saw kind of on the streets heading in doesn't look like it's been used for mining work proper like it lacks that kind of dusty dented quality mm -hmm. but it is the same sort of very basic synthetic non-biological design yeah. so it's housing a human intellect most likely right. but uh not it's not a biological body yeah okay got it so so as opposed to other morphs like a biomorph which is a human body like i have exactly this is a, a synth morph which is uh you know very very clearly you know, human is the day I was born, kind of, right. <laughs> kind of setup. Okay, that obviously uh, sallow synthetic skin and that sort of thing. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll make my way to my room. And interesting, something that we didn't touch on is I do have a servitor droid, which I think would have just been walking behind me this whole time carrying my bag. Is that true, or did yeah, it not I think come that's... along, or? That's fair. I mean, it's part of your inventory. You didn't say you, you were leaving him behind. Right. He wouldn't have been flagged by security or anything. Yeah, super and basic. He would have his built-in magnets kind of keeping him on the ground of the asteroid. Okay. I've uh, recently reprogrammed my servitor droid to um, be more of a female presentation just in terms of uh, demeanor, mannerism, and voice. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and I've grown, grown quite fond of my servitor droid, so I've named her Ame. All right. What? Nothing. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> Making me a dumb robot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing no such thing. It's just a cool name. Okay. All right. So you, your servitor droid, Ame has the basics of information that you allow her to have that is transmitted to you. And so when you get the key card, the way that they send it also sends to your networked items, which would include Ame. Right. And so I suppose she would inquire. She'd be like, shall I take this to your room? And I'll send uh, just a digital affirmative, you know, via our... Uh you know, wireless link. Sure. And so she kind of turns and heads in the direction of room C7. I'll also send a message of, yeah, take the bag, 
to the room, you know, put it down on like, you know, an appropriate surface and then remain there and like, you know, charge up and chill out basically. Okay. So, um, she heads over to the room, opens the door, kind of, you can see her scan left and right a little bit, find an appropriate location turn back around outside of the door and connect to one of the charging posts there. Cool. Because I don't really need to go to my room. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's really no point for me to be monkeying around in there, I guess. Like, I feel like if I had any messages, like, I don't have to go to a room to see a blinking red light on a phone. Right, exactly. Like, you know, everything's digital. Everything's virtual. Um... So unless I'm going to go sleep or take a shower or whatever, I don't really need to go there. I can get started right away. Right. So that's what I, mean, I would like to do. I mean, it would have some semblance of privacy if there are certain things you wanted to do. But like you said, other than that, it would be up to you um, if you wanted to go in there or not. Nah, not right now at least. All right. So you are checked into your motel. Mm-hmm. And I've got my bag appropriately stashed. I have my servitor droid in there. Um, charging and chilling out. I'll send another instruction to kind of be in a sentinel mode. I mean, she's not a combat droid or anything like that, but just to kind of listen and report and that sort of thing. If yep. anyone comes in my room, log it, let me know, but otherwise don't react at all. Okay. Um, and... Uh, just, again, in, in a very surveillance kind of mode. If there are any uh, happenings going on that are within the, you know, under under her umbrella, umbre- umbrella, umbrella of umbrella, she can look out the window, <laughs> uh, un- under her umbrella of sensory capability, you know, um, things that she can hear or detect, you know, with her droid type of senses and so on. Just sit there gathering information and also letting me know, you know, in escalating, you know, hierarchy, like someone jiggled the knob or whatever. Right. Like, I don't know if they even have knobs or whatever. Or, no. You know, swiped at the plate or right. something. Right, accessed the room. Right. Yeah. Tried to access it, successfully accessed it, what they did, who they were, description, you know, but but again, not don't interfere. You know what I mean. So, that's what that's what kind of what I mean by putting her in sentinel mode. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, do you have something in mind that you'd like to do next, or especially since you're not super familiar with the system, do you want ideas about things you can do, or how do you want to go about this? So I can sort of abandon the. Uh, Seamus Gonzalez uh, alias um, for the most part. I'll need it to to sort of get by, but I don't have to play the part of this guy because I'm going to assume no one's watching me. I don't have to actually go to the auction and all that kind of stuff and pretend to be this dude. This was just to get me on the uh, the station and into the city. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... So I need to start tracking down um, Chi and where Chi would have gone. Um, so that means Chi would have probably gone to meet 
uh, Mariposa. So, being that that's the case... She does claim that they never met. Right. So, where would she have gone um, on, uh, on, on her way to meet Mariposa? Or, or his way, I don't remember. Their way. On, on their way. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, that would be up to you to look into, because okay. you don't know. All right, let's see if we can access some of the uh, travel logs then from the nearby spaceport to see when uh, Chi arrived and then perhaps uh, where they uh, went from there. I'm basically going to do a Google search for uh, Chi with the uh, localization feature amped up to be just in the city. So uh, starting with the uh, spaceport computers for arrival logs and so on and going from there. So are you using the mesh? Because you don't have to physically go to a computer. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. I'm, I'm just like kind of on the street, like, you know, by a noodle shop, just kind of apparently looking in a window. Like, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? But inside, there's all sorts of hackery going on. All right. So, you know, you've kind of put yourself in one of the busier areas in New City mm-hmm. where you can blend in a little bit, stand by nutrient stations of various kinds. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but internally, you are accessing the mesh to get more information about cheese whereabouts. That's right. All right. So I need you to go ahead and make a test. So let's see. Accessing the mesh, you are able to very easily um, pull up basically the public AR maps of the asteroid um, and kind of update the maps that you had internally. And the other thing that you're able to do is kind of, you notice there are certain kind of archives that it looks like with some work you could have access to. Okay. So, um, what I would need you to do is make an interface test just like you did before. But I will say that the mesh in this area isn't very good. Kind of like in the best dress, the mesh here isn't super great. Okay. So, you're going to be at a minus 10. I see. Okay. So this is an interface test. Yes. All right. So that also is 80 for me. So that's good. Here we go. Wow. 11. Okay. So you're under what you need to be, but it's not a superior success. So that's an 11. So it's just a normal success. Yeah. Normal success. Um, it doesn't appear to be incredibly secure. You do see the basic records about transports, um, getting onto station and leaving. And you do see one that seems to match Chi's profile uh, in the timeline that you were kind of given in your debriefing that arrived, the passenger got off of the vessel, and then the vessel, because it was on an automated flight plan, left four days later. Okay. Um, But other things that you kind of notice as you're accessing the mesh in this area Um, There are um, private map listings. There are um, blog posts for various bloggers that are on the 
asteroid kind of handling news and events and things like that. Mm -hmm. And there are security cameras, basically public camera feeds. I see. Okay. Um, How long ago did she arrive? Did you say? I know it left after four days, but does that mean that they arrived four days ago or? About a week ago. All right. So I'd like to access the uh, security camera feeds um, at the date and time of Chi's arrival. Okay. So these are public camera feeds, so they don't really require any special sort of test to get into. Um, If you're able to say kind of the where or the who or the what or the when, you can just get to them. Okay. And you can see from the ship that you identified from the dock records, um, you can identify the person that is likely Chi mm-hmm. um, exiting the vessel with a case. Okay. Um, kind of, it's a steel looking case. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of follow the feed if you'd like to. Yes. Um, and you see Chi go to the Best Rest Motel. Okay. Um, time passes. And then Chi emerges from the Best Rest Motel and heads to the tram. And then from the tram to the Lion installation. And you see them hand the case to a guard, get back on the tram, and go to the ship. I see. I need you to make an interface test. Okay. All right. 75. So still under your skill then. Yes. Okay. So good, good, good. Now, you know, having seen these things before, there are artifacts on the video that show that it has been edited. Okay. So it looks like, from what you can see, the artifacts suggest the images of Chi were forged and whatever original videos may have existed are no longer on the archive. Okay. So I can't trust this, uh, this footage at all. No, it looks like someone wanted to make it look like the case was handed off to Fajing at Lion Installation. Okay. So, who stands to benefit? Um, I want to find out if, um, if a crime goes down, if a courier of currency or anything uh, else that's valuable like that is uh, waylaid or otherwise robbed or interfered with, in this city, who would um, who would be aware of that? Who would sanction such a thing? You know, I like to think that there's an organized uh, organizational element to crime. You know, that if you're doing this kind of stuff, that you need it to do it with the blessing of you know someone in charge, some gang or similar or something like that. So um, I need to start ac- accessing that information um 
maybe from a law enforcement perspective, maybe from a um, underground perspective, a street smarts type of uh, criminal element perspective? Well, I mean, you have a few options for that. You can do research on the mesh for something that kind of matches what you're looking for. Okay. Um, You can use rep or make a rep test to get certain things or information. Um, The one thing you do know is that Mariposa Chen, the contact, is a triad boss, but you don't know if there are other gang elements or similar active on Kongyun. Okay. Let's start off with trying uh, research. Okay. Just to see if we can, you know, looking up, you know, blog posts and mesh articles and stuff like that. Um, you know, who, uh, who the players are in the criminal underground. So I just need to do a research check. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Man. All right. So I rolled a 75 again. This time it's not in my favor because my research score is 40. Okay. So you have a couple of options. You can fail the roll and try again later or take a different path. Mm-hmm. Or you can look at your pools and decide if you want to spend from your pools. So you are doing a research test. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's research linked to? Uh, int. Int. So insight would probably be the pool that you would use for that. Right. Remember that you can use your pools to do various things. You can use it to flip-flop your roll. So in this case, you rolled a 75, I think you said. That's correct. And it would change it to a 57 Right. in that case. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use it after a roll if you had a success to upgrade it. You can spend one to acquire a clue without making a test, um, kind of as like a free success. Okay. Well, flip-flopping the roll isn't going to, you know, right. do me any good in this case. So I think I'll fail it and spend a insight point to gain a clue for free. Okay. So go ahead and spend one of your insight pool. Done Again, you done. can refresh those. So um, it's functionally like a short or long rest sort of situation. Okay. All right. So you spend one of your insight um, to kind of take a little bit more time to dig a little bit deeper because you're just not finding what you're looking for. And you kind of end up going down the rabbit hole a little bit. Hmm. So you're kind of just tripping down all these weird articles because you're finding, because you're looking for like strange goings on being reported locally. Right. And you see that there are a lot of strange goings on that are being blogged about um, by the local bloggers uh, talking about people disappearing, um, talking about uh, people showing signs of psychological distress um, since the mining started on Kongyun. You can find public accounts of some upheaval with the miners and working conditions and things like that. Um, You can see 
that some people are saying that these incidents are just traumatic claustrophobia, unsafe tunnels, but there are a lot of conspiracy theories as well about why there are so many strange kind of side effects happening with the mining. Um, Several of the local bloggers also are documenting current news and events, and one of them appears to be looking into missing persons and conspiracies specifically. Um, You see the name of the blogger appears to be Chang Jade. Um, Her profile touts her as a reporter and amateur historian, and her blog is called The State of Mine. (laughs) Very clever. So there are various sections on her blog. Um, There's history, unsolved mysteries, and sordid speculation. Um, And you find she's actually been blogging extensively about Chi Hmm. and his appearance on the station. Oh, I see. Um, According to her blogs, um, she saw someone enter the station who didn't seem quite like he belonged. Um, and that she was able to interact with him, but then he suddenly went missing, and she made some efforts to find him, but has not been able to do so. I see. And this is uh, Chang Jade? Yes. Okay. I'm going to need to get in touch with Chang Jade, see if I can recruit her to my cause, perhaps. Um, given that she's looking for Chi, I'm looking for Chi, maybe we can work together. She does have, like, the virtual equivalent of a contact button on her blog that's, like, information, vids, you know, all of the details, like, contact me here. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll compose a quick message to to her via her contact me button. And um, what what I'd like to do is anonymize the message... And send it saying like um, something cryptic but obvious as far as, you know, our interests may align in terms of searching out this uh, mysterious visitor that suddenly disappeared. To find out more, you know, meet me at you know, this location at this time. And, uh, you know, and I'll find, you know, I'll find you. So, okay. I'll send that off. All right. So you send that off. Is there anything you'd like to do in the meantime while you're waiting for a reply? Um, yes. I'm going to continue looking for uh, Chi on my own. I also need to access uh, information about Chang as much as possible, just in terms of uh, appearance and demeanor so that I can, you know, pick her out of the crowd wherever I told her to meet me if she's interested so that I can approach her once she's there. Right. So kind of looking through um, some of her other posts, which include video posts as well, some vlogs, you can see that her, it looks like her typical morph is a dragonfly morph. Cool. Very cool. Wonder if I would have sent her an invitation to meet up somewhere physical or somewhere virtual. That's up to you. Like I feel like I would have said, like, you know, here's a key to this virtual room. At this time it'll become active. And if you want, you can jump into that virtual meeting room. Uh and we can talk. 
That way I can create this virtual meeting room and safeguard it and secure it and everything else and don't have to expose ourselves in this, you know, slimy real world. So I think I'd like to do that instead, if possible. Are you making it open in a short timeline or are you giving yourself time to do something else in between? I'm going to give some time because I need her to have time to get the message like you know whether she's not paying attention or sleeping or who knows you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i want to say something like you know like six hours or so or maybe maybe even 24 i don't know Mm. so are the instructions just enter the room if you want to because we may have kind of aligned Aligned interests with right. finding this mysterious visitor. Okay. So she has no way to contact you otherwise? Uh, no. Okay. All right. So what would you like to do in the meantime? I'd like to make a G-Rep roll to see if I can uh, determine in the criminal underground uh, any anything about the nature of crime. And actually anything specific about a score... Because I assume I know the payoff amount, whether it was significant or not, and so on. You did not ask about it. I did not. Okay. I, you know, that's my bad, because I assumed that would be part of my, like, you know, information packet or whatever. So, uh... You could contact Elidaire right. as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's ping Elidaire. Uh, to find out the amount of the payoff to see if it was uh, significant. So you put in a contact request to your firewall proxy and you feel a response and then a switch over to a secure channel. Okay. Do you have an update for me? Yes, I need to know the amount of the payoff. The... uh, Payment was a single-use nanoswarm. Chi was able to smuggle it in past security, as far as we know. I see. Are there any other details you can provide? The payment was for her mariposas assistance in a previous operation. Um, it was expected, but until we can determine if it was actually received and what the circumstances are around she's disappearance we're not interested in reissuing the payment at this time that's fine that is all for now further bulletins as events warrant thank you understood and the secure connection disconnects so the payment was a single use nano swarm and do I need to make a roll of some kind to determine what the street value of a single-use nano swarm uh, in New City on uh, Kong Yoon would be worth? It is valuable in that normally nano swarms would not be allowed through security, so it'd just be difficult to get. Yeah, it's which contraband. In, yeah, it, which increases its value. Mm. I'm just trying to determine uh, not necessarily its monetary value, but it's like street value. Like, is it a big deal or is it like, you know, is it a big lighter? Like, you know what I mean? Or I mean, you it... would need to have a reason to want a nano swarm. 
because they're kind of, it's not something everyone would have a use for. Okay. But for those that could use it, it is very valuable here. Yeah. So it's interesting. I understand what the two words mean, like in English, but in the context of the game, what is a nanoswarm? So I think what you know about it is probably what it is. Um, sure. It's a swarm of tiny robots mm-hmm. that can be used, depending on the type of nanoswarm, to assemble, disassemble. Hmm. Okay, it's it's a it's a little bit of non-replicating gray goo. Sure. Basically. Yeah. Okay. And I mean gray goo, not in a descriptor sense, but in the you know end of the world type of name. You know, gray goo. One of the ways the world might end is that we make nanobots that tear stuff down and replicate, and then they get out of control and they just eat all of the matter like on the planet so it ends in a very um keanu reeves as an alien robot guy movie with the big robot no the day the earth stood still. yes that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah the day the earth stood still kind of way sure you know, there were all the nanites just going around just eating up semis and skyscrapers and shit like that's you know an end of the world scenario that's actually plausible. So nanoswarms are more programmable, sort of task minded. Yeah. Think of them like very tiny versions of your servitor bot that okay. can gotcha. carry out programmed so, tasks. Gray goo that is not gotten out of control and become malicious and that can't replicate. Hence the single use. Like they can do, right? You know, one, a thing. One tear down or build up job. Okay. Hmm. That seems very valuable, especially because it's contraband. And because it's contraband, I think I'll be able to make a uh, a G-Rep check to see if I can uh, locate one of these things on the black market. Because if there is one, that's probably uh, Cheese. And okay. they would probably have more information as to what happened to Chi. Okay. It'd be a place to start, at least. All right. So go ahead and roll your G-Rep. Okay. Here, here we go. Oh, man. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not having good luck with this roller. I mean, I rolled 75, 75, 72, which I can't complain about because early on I was like 33, 36, 11. So it's like, you know, whatever, but still. Right. Anyway, uh, 72. Contacting G Rep. Like, putting the feelers out there in that... I mean, I like thinking of them as, like, subreddits. Okay. It's like, this is the gang subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. G-Ref. Um, in slash R slash gangs, um, you do not find any listings for a nanoswarm on the commune market. Okay. So maybe it already sold. So I need to see if I can find who deals in stolen tech like that, contraband tech. All right, do you want to make another G-Rep check? Yes. And this one is, um, you have a a plus 10 to your target number because it's a minor ask. You're not actually asking for something, you're just looking at who to talk to. Yeah, if I want to buy some shit, you know, who's the man to talk to? So, um, I'm looking at uh, a five here. A total of five? Yes. Oh, cool. So you didn't need the plus 10 anyway. Uh, right, yeah. Okay. So 
the response you get back is pretty quick. It's like, well, on Kong Yoon, the only black market contact is going to be the local triad, and uh, Mariposa Chen heads that. And you get a location waypoint, basically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, she's uh, in charge of that, but I don't, I don't trust her necessarily because this payment was sent it never arrived it disappeared you know and if she's in control of all the crime and whatnot then you know she, it seems like she would know that it was stolen if it was stolen right so between waiting for your various return contacts with Eladair and the grep subreddit um, you probably have four hours left on your six-hour timer. Okay. Cool. Um, I mean, that's plenty of time. You know, I guess I can... Man, I just don't trust this triad contact. Mariposa Chin. I just don't trust her. I feel like, I mean... On the one hand, she's got to know I'm already here. Like, I just have to assume that uh, my my spoofed ID and all that kind of stuff is not sufficient to fool her. You know what I mean? I can't rely on that. So um, I'm just gambling on the fact that she knows I'm here already, um, but avoiding contact with her as a resource, I think, just... I feel like she's the only one who stands to benefit so if she's, you know, in heading up the criminal element, it, it doesn't make sense to contact her to, to, you know, gather more information. So what do you want to do? Do you want to wait and see if you get a contact from Jade? Or is there something else you want to try? Um, I mean, that's all I can think of to try, really. I mean, I can't, uh, you know... There's nothing There's nothing on the black market, you know. Uh, if I want to talk to someone about the black market, I would go straight to my prime suspect, you know. So I can't really think of anything else to do. So are you going to wait here while you wait for the timer, or are you going to go somewhere else, or...? Um, no, I'll wait here. Okay. So as you are waiting you see it stands out because it looks so different than the other morphs in this area. Mm-hmm. But it's like this bearded bouncer morph. Okay. And you see him kind of like walk to a store near you. Mm-hmm. And as he walks by you, he looks at you directly. Hmm. Noting you're an outsider. And he says, you're not welcome here. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder why this guy would think I'm not welcome here. Uh, what, uh, what sort of tech do I have, you know, around, uh, in the immediate vicinity? Um, are there any sort of, uh, security emplacements or anything like that? 
stuff to hurt people who attack there, places. There aren't really a lot of security in this area of the marketplace. Okay. Like, there's no Fajing security at all here. Mm. Um, you have a feeling that people probably have, even though weapons are contraband, they probably have something to protect themselves if things get rowdy. Mm -hmm. But it seems a lot of people trade on the fact that they're all locals. I see. So I'm kind of sticking out like a sore thumb, you know? Okay. Right. But it's crowded. Right. Okay, sweet. Well, I won't even acknowledge this, dude. I'll just walk into a crowd and activate my, uh, I want to say my chameleon skin, but does that apply to my clothing as well? or is You it have just smart like... clothing, so it can. Okay, cool. Yeah, activate my, uh, my predator camo in the crowd and just disappear. Okay. So... As you kind of move away from him, he moves into the store. Um, and you see uh, a few other sleeves that look pretty much the same as him. Like, they're the same morph. Hmm. Okay. Um, move in after him. Uh -huh. And then you see them drag a boy out of the store. Huh. Um, it looks like a stock boy, maybe. And he grabs him by the arms and he looks at the boy and he says Shamsu Heroa Yanaksha and the boy looks terrified but he responds Ilpuzuga Itsamsuma and then the man starts to drag the boy away okay hmm people being kidnapped and stuff and All you right. see nearby people kind of looking at what's going on mm -hmm. but no one stops him okay huh well that's really interesting i'm gonna have to see if i can follow them with like no infiltrate and see what happens In so fact okay i don't think i want to try to physically follow them I want to try to follow them security camera mesh-wise, hackery style instead. Sure. So, camera hopping. Mm-hmm. Because you don't need a roll to access the public feeds. You are able to kind of follow him through the crowd as he continues to drag the boy in again. You can see onlookers kind of turning to watch. Some of them look distraught. No one is stopping him. Um, he goes through a door um, into an area that looks like tunnel of some kind. Mm -hmm. And then there are no more cameras. Okay. But I know where that door is. Yes. I know where he took him. True. So that's cool. Um, yeah. I would uh, like to see if I can talk to some of the locals now that it's died down. You know? This, right. Uh, the, the hullabaloo is over with, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, someone who observed this, you know, I watched them right. watch it go down. Right. So just the nearest person who was, like, distraught and watching this take place, I'd like to approach them and uh, get their attention in sort of a non-threatening manner, you know, with kind of a little wave or, or whatnot, eye contact. Right. Because that's what human people do. You make eye contact, you smile, 
Ew, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to put you human people at ease. I don't yeah. understand Showing why, our baboon to you. why it keeps backfiring. So, um, yeah, you, you catch someone's attention who looks kind of upset near this shop, and they're like, uh, yes, stranger. Could you tell me what was that all about? Oh, I, I don't really understand what the confessors do. I, they just, it's something about all of these issues we've been having with, you know, people having psychological breakdowns. Where do they take them? I don't know. Is this a normal occurrence here? Uh, It happens sometimes. I mean, I haven't seen it myself too often, so I don't I don't know how common it is, but I've heard of it. Um, I, I I don't know, but do you know who it was that they took? I mean, he looked like the shop boy here. I don't know. Mm, you don't know him then? No. Mm. Thank you. Sure. I'd like to walk into the shop then next. Yeah. Maybe talk to. Uh, the owner, the mom, the dad, someone who looks upset in the shop at this uh, boy's abduction. Damn it. You know how hard it is to get one that looks like a kid for this? <laughs> okay, so this is clearly his... Uh, no one wants a shop man. Employer. <laughs> All right. Uh, pardon me, sir. Who was that that just took the boy? Ah. <sighs> Damn confessors. I mean, I know they're supposed to be protecting us or something, but... I see. I don't know what... What the... Who was the boy? Oh, shop boy? He's just working out his uh, indentured sort of sentence to pay off his sleeve, you know? Hmm. I see. One of those... In Fugees. Yes, of course. It's becoming an epidemic. With thank you. Sure, yeah. And with that, I'll leave. Okay, he's trying to, like, sell you on, like, dried noodles and stuff like that. And you just, like, walk out. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, oh, but maybe, oh. (laughs) See, nobody wants a shop man. Kicks over a display or something like that. Okay, uh... Yeah, I have the door, and rather than me go in there, I'm going to see if Chang wants to go in there. If she's even amenable to uh, joining my cause. So Okay. Uh, so you're waiting out the timer at this point? Yeah, but I'd like to go somewhere where maybe I belong. Somewhere with a heavier um, security presence bouncer bots and you know automated turrets and stuff like that maybe um shock grids or you know sick fields and entropy casters any sort of you know physical deterrence of you sure. know violence against an <laughs> edifice okay is what i mean by security measures that are automated and whatnot <laughs> that sort of shit <laughs> i don't know where there's a bank where there's something worth protecting or the, in something like that yeah so kind of looking through your maps 
while doing a bit of wandering. Um, you notice there's no banks on the asteroid and not a lot of secure locations um, outside of like triad control. However, you do find a location that appears to be, I mean, it's quite quaint. It's like a tavern of some kind. Mm-hmm. And from your kind of preliminary scans of the area and the posted rules of protocol for the tavern, it appears that they have security measures in place to prevent any sort of hootenanny business. Okay, good. I'd like to start a long hack on these, like, because my ultimate goal is to establish a back door so that I can have immediate access later, not, you know, fast access right now. Okay. So it'll take about an hour to do a subtle intrusion of that sort. And your role, your infosec role, will determine how much access you get. Okay. And what level. So I need to roll really well. You want to try. Okay. Yes. Now, do you want to spend any pool points before you roll? Hmm. What's the difference before or after? I know I can flip-flop if I do it after. You can add um, 20 to the target number. For the type of roll you're doing, that would be the only benefit of spending it before rather than after. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go. I mean, if I add 20 to the target roll, that's basically guaranteed success at this point. Unless you roll a 99. Not cursing you. 99? I mean... That's a critical fail. Oh, 99 is always a critical fail. Yeah. Okay. Well, other than that, it's guaranteed success. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. So... A note for a future game is we need to have like a bar similar called Whisper 99. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll spend that. Okay. And away we roll. Cool. 70. Okay, so... Back in the 70s. Because that's a success, because it's under your test value. Mm Mm-hmm. And because it's 66 or higher, that counts as getting two superior successes. So for your hack, that's going to increase your privileges by two steps. What that means is on your standard success, you would be user and covert, which means the system's unaware of you. Nice. Okay. So what's nice is you have not been detected in the system, Mm -hmm. but now instead of user you are a step above normal admin privileges, which means you pretty much have access to everything. Nice. Okay, cool. need to create a couple of back doors for me. One, um, a honeypot back door, kind of like a security scan or something like that. Uh, you know, someone in my role on the other side, mm-hmm. you know, uh, finds it and is like, oh no, like, and closes it, right? Um, so it's like a, a vulnerability that they find and they address in the idea that it distracts them from the like super hidden, like very subtle one. That's the real one that I'll use. But of course you'll leave them both open. Right. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you try to use it later. But this is so that I can access the system uh, at will later when I need to. Okay. If I need to. Sounds good. 
So you are very easily able to do these things. This rock isn't the most advanced security system that you've worked with. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you're almost too good at getting through these systems because you're used to working on a corporate level. And these are all hacked together, kind of backyard, every user for himself sort of systems. Okay. All right. So you have your your access set up, and you keep it running. You've run your poohbear.exe honeypot protocol, <laughs> um, you know, to distract them. Mm-hmm. And you know that you have access to all of the security measures that the building offers. Good. And then your timer goes off. Bing. All right. Okay. Cool. So you kind of shift at least part of your consciousness into your virtual space just to see if someone is there. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. And very quickly, almost like on the dot of this is the time the room opens, uh, a virtual presence enters the room. Mm. Excellent. Uh, you wanted to meet with me? Yes. I believe our interests align. I've been very interested in your following of a mysterious visitor who disappeared under mysterious circumstances. Uh, you would know him as Chi. Oh. Well, then we may have similar interests. Uh... Let's see. I I don't know if I trust you, though. Interesting that you mention this. I was just going to mention that I want you to trust me. In so doing, I will reveal some information about myself. And with that, I'd like to send her um, some carefully curated but legit um, credentials about who I am. Like, as far as my actual, like... Um, name and credentials, like for the company I work for. Oh, okay, so like security credentials, right? Right. Like like my rep credentials, right? In the security sort of, uh, you know, uh, circles. Like what is the rep here? Hypercorp. Gotcha. Right. Like like my official company ID. You know what I mean? Like as far as who I actually am, and. Are you looking to find out what happened to him, or is he in trouble? I'm looking to find out what happened to him. My employers are interested in the circumstances surrounding his impromptu return. All right. I need you to make a persuasion test. Or if you can justify something else, I'm okay with that, too. Hmm... No, persuade, I think it makes sense, you know, under these circumstances. So let's do that. Here we go. Cool. So my persuade is 55. I rolled a 19. Okay. So that's really good. All right. So she pauses only briefly. And she says... I I want to help. Excellent. The information I've gathered so far 
is that there is a faction known as the Confessors. Are you familiar with them? Uh, apparently you haven't read all of my blog yet, um, but I forgive you. There is a lot in the archive. Uh, the Confessors are one of the factions involved in this mystery. Um, something happened in the mines, and ever since then, people have been having weird issues with their brains. Uh, the Confessors apparently are some sort of group that's there to help people in these cases, and honestly, sometimes when they take someone, uh, the person does come back. Uh, they seem different, uh, but... You know, they're not gone and they're not dead. So I guess they're not killing people, but whatever they're doing, it's weird. I see. I recently observed a confessor abduction and a group of men took a young boy from a local commissary <laughs> um, and dragged him to a door. And I was unable to follow them beyond that. However, I think a physical presence with sufficient uh, infiltrate skill might be able to investigate what is beyond the door further. Uh, if you think it's related, I, I'd definitely be willing to help. Uh, I can also take you to the last place I saw, Chi, if that would help too. Why don't we divide and conquer? I'll upload the information to your files of the location of the door. I will also assist in bypassing any security that might be inherent with it, if necessary. And in exchange, you can give me the last location. I'll investigate that location if you want to investigate what's beyond the door. Uh, I mean... I really would want to try to find Chi. He, he promised to get me out of here. I see. I can't make a similar promise. However, I can promise you that if we do find Chi intact and hail, we may be able to continue and support that deal. Alright, what specifically do you need me to do? Well, okay, really, I just need her to see what's, like, you know, follow the guys past the door. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, kind of, you know, drone in there, see where the door, like, what's past it, where it goes, what is on the other side of it. I have no idea. It's this mysterious door, mm -hmm. you know? So I just need her to be my eyes on the other side of that and kind of recon that, you know, and then let me know and, and, and come back. And then we can formulate a plan, you know, uh, based on what she finds out. Okay. Coupled with what I find out at Chi's last known location. Okay. So I, I'll, uh, I'll relate that, that information to uh, Chang um, by saying... If you could drone out the tunnel or whatever is beyond the other, uh, beyond that door, we could recon sufficient information to perhaps locate Chi if he is at a destination beyond that mysterious door. 
and coupled with the information that I'm able to find at his last known location, we can formulate a plan from there. All right, I'll do it, but when are you checking back in with me so that I know more? Assuming there's no mask or similar, we should be able to maintain constant contact throughout this operation. There's no need to break comms during this. Besides, I may need to assist you by with bypassing any security you may encounter on your reconnaissance mission. Alright. Uh, Alright, I have the location that you sent me. I will head that way. It's not far from my apartment anyway. Good luck, and be feel free to send me constant updates. I am uh, okay with constant chatter. I don't find it distracting. Okay. Well... I mean, at the very least, it'll give me a story, right? Yes. Be careful. Don't engage. Try to remain undetected. You're only to observe and gather information on this mission. Alright. She is quiet for a few minutes. Um, and when she picks back up, she's like, What the? This goes into old mining tunnels. But, I mean... She was in the tunnels, too. Not this one specifically, but I don't know how they connect. Hmm. So is there any way I can see what she's seeing or anything like that? I guess I would need her permission to get you access to her visual feed. physically need her to meet up with you to give her one of the mods that you have. Hmm. I see. Okay. That's all right. I can, um, I can deal with, uh, like I said just her recon and going from there and I'm sure she'll be able to do video playback later if necessary if she survives I don't know what she's going to encounter on the other end there fair um, enough <laughs> the other thing is um, I, I need to investigate Chi's last known location while we're we're uh you know while she's doing her thing i need to do my thing is that feasible like for you to do this like dual like scenario thing or i don't know how that's fine i mean i'm I'm not trying to you know call out your capabilities i just i don't know what you want to focus on or whatever i mean that's fine okay i mean you can split the party it's cool yeah i Uh, mean splitting up is always a good idea always um so she in return has sent you some information of a location and that location like checking it on your map is pretty deep in the mined out tunnels of the asteroid to the point where you don't actually have a complete map of how to get to it i see so i'd like you to go ahead and roll 1d10 1d10 coming right up one So, with off and on chatter from Jade, who basically kind of gives you the same idea, like, oh, now I'm in a section that's in vacuum. Good thing I'm a dragonfly. <laughs> like, <laughs> and stuff like that, where she's just not finding anything in particular. You find that you're in the same situation. Um, you've gone through abandoned tunnel areas, some of them without power, without mesh, where your communications with Jade cut out for a while. Um, and some areas without fresh air where in your current sleeve, you do have some things in play to like 
kind of traverse small pockets of those areas, mm -hmm. but it is definitely a concern if you'd run into anything major. Um, okay. But so far, the only thing you're finding is dust. Huh. Okay. Not finding a whole lot. All right. Um, do you want to keep going? Do you want to head back and meet up with Jade and make a plan? Do you want to do anything else? I mean, I went to his last known location. Well, you haven't reached it oh. yet because you don't have a map is the issue. You know where it is, but you I don't see. know how to traverse the tunnels to get there. Okay. So I'm basically wandering around in just dusty, abandoned mine tunnels right now. Trying to find a direction that matches up with the location. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with giving up here. I mean, as, uh, as far as I feel like I would have made a mental map, like, imaged out my progress so far. Right, you've so, updated your map based right. on your travels. So if I need to return to this endeavor later, cool. But for now, you know what? Good enough. You know, we're not making any valuable progress with my limited time. Okay. So... Yeah, I'll return to a uh, civilization. Right. So you head back up through a door not really very dissimilar from the one that you saw the confessors go into. Um, that seems to be what the doors look like that head out into the old mining tunnels. Um, and you're back in good mesh connection. Well, good for Kong Yun. Right. Uh, is there any message you'd like to send to Jade or anything like that? Yeah, I'll uh, just send her a quick, you know, uh, ping, you know, the future world equivalent of a text, you know, that, that says, you know, I'm uh, bailed on the search for his last location, updated the map, but I've returned to the surface. You know, if you haven't found anything specific or valuable in your search, then, you know, I suggest you do the same. And let's regroup. All right, go ahead and roll 1d10 for Jade. Just to see if she's run into anything. Two. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. She's like, yeah, I've, I'm not finding anything down here. Not even signs that people came through that I can really tell. So, I'll head back up, too. Okay. So, there's really no agreement that we're going to meet in person, you know, right. at this point. Not yet. Which is, I mean, you know, I don't know, which is fine with me, really. I don't see any really need to do so. Okay. Like, when you come back out of the tunnels, you do have a couple of missed messages that weren't delivered to you because of the spotty reception. Mm-hmm. Um, and in typical Ame style, they're both strangely brief and not. Like, they're strangely narrative as well. Okay. So the yeah. first one says, uh, Sir, someone did try to access the room. Uh, Sir, someone did try to access the room, and then they did, and they opened the door, and I told them, Hey, this is not your room. And they said, Hey, I'm just checking the security of my own place. And then I said, Don't touch anything. And then they left. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so this is perfect, because... When I thought of a servitor droid that I would, you know, have this name and, and demeanor, like, kind of programmed in, 
it, it would be kind of claptrap-esque. <laughs> <laughs> so the way you end up playing it out is just... Uh, it's just perfect because I'm like sentinel mode means you don't engage at all. You just observe, but then then, then it's like totally going rogue and they're like, "Hey, you, get out of here!" <laughs> like, oh man, uh, just kind of you know do the thing where you pinch the bridge of your nose and like uh, <laughs> I need to review some log files and fix their scripting or something. <laughs> Oh man, he has to be debugged. Okay. Uh, cool. You know, they uh, they accessed the room, but didn't really seem to linger or anything. So fair enough. Uh, I think that it's time really to check in with Mariposa. All right. You already have a location for Mariposa because of your time on the subreddit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the subreddit. So heading that way, um, it looks like the triad operates out of uh, the primary medical clinic of New City. Um, It's a repurposed two-story office complex, and there are areas for um, like kind of general clinics, um, black market like psychosurgery clinics, um, and various other kind of shops um, with mechanics and private doctors and kind of black market mods and things like that. Okay. And you know how to interact with this element. Your your G-Rep is pretty good. Right. And so you're able to kind of say the right things that get you directed towards a kind of back room Um, And approaching it, you see that it's this room that's stacked pretty high with cables, batteries, jugs of hydraulic fluid. And you see inside the room a short, bulky, bald security pod morph wearing a miner's vac suit that's been covered in stickers and graffiti. Hmm almost like sponsors or something or he's just a fan and as the security pod turns around to address you um, you see that there's sort of a a sort of feminine cut and decor to the way the vac suit has been modified with these stickers and drawings it's a lot of unicorns and butterflies and things like that. <laughs> Not at all how I pictured Mariposa and Chin, but I think that... <laughs> all right, well, we'll see. And there's pockets and pouches all over the suit, and you can see, like, nutrition bars sticking out and even cortical stacks in some of the pockets. Whoa. That can't be legal. And... She looks up at you and she's like, looking to trade in a favor? <laughs> Perhaps. I am actually looking for Mariposa Chen. Well, for better or worse, you found her. I surmised as much. Greetings. I am Aiden Cranberry, 
I have been sent to investigate the uh, missing payment that uh, Firewall owes you. Her demeanor changes visibly. Even though she's in a security pod, you can see the posture change. And she says, I'm expecting to be paid what I'm owed. We are expecting to pay it. However, you must understand, from my employer's perspective, the payment has already been made. This, of course, puts us at an impasse that must be resolved, hence my presence here. Your assistance in this endeavor could only expedite your payment, assuming, of course, you are not trying to double deal. I'm going to let you get away with that one. It, it was an intentional poke to see how she reacted. This payment is important to me. And the fact that I haven't received it, and that the almighty firewall couldn't even get their sentinel to me to get me that payment, is a concern. I'll return that with just a blank, perfectly blank robot expression that uh, Aiden is so good at, because he's just not good at being a human person, as in like okay <laughs> you know what I mean or when you're you're playing like a JRPG or something like that where it's like the NPC just responds with dot 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 right. <laughs> you know that sort of thing it's like Ugh. you know I should just hold you here as ransom until they give me what they owe me you're welcome to try she laughs oh <laughs> I'll, I'll laugh as well ha <laughs> So what do you want, if you're not here to pay me? I need information about the missing payment. I understand you're who to talk to if there is a black market item one wishes to acquire. Is this uh, accurate information? I'm the only one to talk to if there's a black market item you want to acquire. Excellent. Suppose, for instance, that... I wish to purchase a single-use nano-swarm. Well, you wouldn't be the only one, since that's what I'm supposed to have. Indeed. And none such has entered the market of late. Is that accurate? No. If I had found one entering the market, especially after my contact was not made, I probably would have made sure they met permanent death. Of course. Given that one didn't pop up on the market, yet our sentinel has gone strangely missing, it would suggest that the motivation was not theft. Would you agree? I'm not sure what went on. If she got wrapped up in something or what. I, I obviously did my own investigation when he disappeared. And I checked his room... Um, he had contacted me, but just never showed up for the meeting. Uh, when we checked his spot at the motel, we found some clothes and, you know, some tools and stuff. And I sold them to try to recoup some of my losses, but nowhere near what I mowed. I see. We'll consider that a bonus as a payment, and thanks for your patience while we resolve this matter. 
Very well, I believe at this point, our best lead would be a confessor abduction. Ugh. Uh. My guys don't even mess with the confessors. That's like messing with Fajing's security. It just doesn't make sense. Look, I know weird things happen on this asteroid. Some people are saying Fajing has a transmitter that breaks people's minds. Um, I know that's ridiculous, but we've been getting a lot of new requests for psychosurgery, so something's going on. Um, I think the confessors are involved in that, in the whole psychosurgery issue. I don't think they would have done anything to Chi because they're all about trying to fix this mysterious thing that's happening. I see. I'd rather not create any tension with him because he has a, a tie to the locals that would not be beneficial for me to interfere with. Okay. I wonder if she has anything that she could give me that would aid me in in my investigation. I feel like I made it clear that the quicker I finish, the quicker she gets paid. So, one way or another, we either find Chi and the missing payment that he still has, because it hasn't gone anywhere, apparently, unless they smuggled it off-world, off to, you know, for lack of a better term. Or it's determined that it was never arrived and is, you know, gone. So she is owed another one. Right. So why don't you go ahead and make a persuade test to see how, if you can get her to like feel good about what you're trying to do as far as like making your best effort to ensure she gets paid. Okay. Wait. Wait, and there's the, no 100. The difficult- so I effectively rolled all zeros. So you got a zero? Yes. That is a critical success. Yeah. I rolled a 100, which in this system is all zeros. Is a zero. <laughs> yeah. Because it's very confusing. Backwards and very confusing. It doesn't make any damn sense. Just when you got a handle on your D100 2d10 dice system from call of cthulhu this one comes along and turns it on its head so now it's even more confusing all right she's like look i it's obvious this isn't your fault and i get what you're trying to do if you could just i mean retrace his steps figure out where he might have gone get me the payment if you can i'll give you here and she sends you a secure sort of like contact info card mm. um she's like if something goes down where you need a few bodies i'm willing to help you out because it helps me indeed if i fail your payment fails it is in your best interest that i succeed i know chi was messing around with one of the local blogger girls. You might want to check with her too. Hmm. Do you have a name? Yeah, it's Chang Jade. She runs the state of mine. She's a conspiracy theorist. The easiest lies to tell are the ones where you're telling the truth, 
but your intent is like not necessarily 100% in line with what like you're saying so I'll tell her interesting I'll be sure to follow up with Jade and uh like I said just I don't know where you firewall types go on this place but just figure out if she might have stashed it somewhere and like I said if you if you need an assist let me know but I don't want to mess with Fajing and I don't want to mess with the confessors Hmm. Understood. I'll be in touch. If I need to ping you for backup, be aware that the need could be quite urgent. Well, I'll be making sure my guys check in on you in about uh, 12 hours anyway. Excellent. It's I'm my not... intention to be in touch with you well before then. Good, because it's not my intention to lose another one when I'm supposed to be paid. I mean, you know, fair enough. If I had it, that would, you know, kind of be, uh, I don't know. The threat's empty in my mind because I don't have what she wants. It's not like I'm not giving it to her un until or unless. It's just like I just straight don't have it. So, right. you know, I don't, I don't know if she picked up on that or not. Like, so She seems to trust you because she's kind of giving you more help than she probably would in a typical circumstance mm -hmm. um i would say for your critical success just make a note that your next action is going to be to your benefit at a 20 modifier so a plus 20 to a test roll or similar it's the very next test you make though no matter what it is well, I'll have to be sure to not make a test until it's something I really <laughs> want to succeed at. GLGL. All right. So what do you think you're going to do next? I'm going to tag up with Jade. Okay. And let her know what I found out. Um, she came back to the surface. Right. As far as I know. Right. And. No, you've been seeing ping messages from her like every three minutes since you went into your meeting with Mariposa. But none of them flagged, like, urgent or whatever, right? No. Like, All of the, like, preview text is like, what now? What now? What now? <laughs> All right. She's very twitchy. But that's okay. Like like I said, I'm okay with constant chatter right. and ignoring Anything it. new? I'm very focused. What are we doing? So after I tag up with her, um... I want to search the, um, hmm. so the doctored security footage showed Chi going to the, uh, hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. Yes. Um, and was that doctored? Like, that didn't actually happen, or was it doctored after that? Like, he stayed there. Right? It looks like he did go from the ship to the motel. But the footage after that appears to all be faked. Okay. So it's possible he stashed the uh, payment there, you know, because he, that's the last known time that he had it as far as, like, known. Right. You know. So 
um, I'm going to uh, check there and tell, send a text to Jade to meet me um, near the entrance to where the uh, last known location of Chi is, where she said, hey, you go in this door and go here, then turn left, then right, then right, then left, then three lefts, then up, and whatever, right? And uh, have her meet me at that entrance, because we're going to go explore that area together to find his last known location. Okay. After I see if he stashed the payment at the hotel. Okay. So, entering the motel. You can... Well, I don't know if you would actually notice that, because you're kind of... Mm-hmm. Do you have something that would help you identify body language or anything like that? Well, my perceive is uh, 40. Okay. If you want to go ahead and do a perceive test at plus 20. <laughs> Look at you. Okay. Here we go. All right. 10. Okay. So it looks like the manager behind the counter is kind of avoiding eye contact and interacting with you. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I think that the best way to um, confront the manager about this is to bust him out on it. You know, notice his strange behavior and ask him what's up with that. So I'd like to get uncomfortably close to the manager, if possible, face to face. Sure. You know, and ask him, it appears as though you're hiding something. Tell me, what is it? Hey, you know what? Just don't, I don't, your robot's weird. Don't, I don't know what she's talking about. (laughs) I was just checking on things. You know, got to clean, got to make sure the sheets are good. She's the... I don't know. She might have a problem. Just. What were you doing in my room? Hey, this is my space. You're a stranger. I just have to make sure you're not doing anything weird in there. I could crash your entire network from here. Little Johnny Mnemonic reference. No, nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you trying to intimidate him? Yeah, but there isn't an intimidate. There's only a provoke. So I don't know what. Yeah is what here so so go ahead and do a provoke all right well i did not (laughs) i did not succeed though my provoke's pretty good it's 55 right but i rolled a 75 so i'm back up in the 70s okay and flipping it wouldn't help you uh no it'd get it really close right no and he's like look buddy first this table's here for a reason you stay on your side okay Second, like I said, your robot's weird, and she's broken. And I have a right to check on the security of my place, all right? And I didn't touch any of your stuff, because you're weird, robo-girl, whatever she is, okay? So, back off, buddy. I'll seem to be, I'd like to seem to be satisfied with that response, but somewhat take umbrage, you know, at this, as though, as though I'm the offended customer at this intrusion to my privacy. So, offer as a way to make uh, amends, 
you know, if he can, um, you know, let's see, I'll offer him this deal, okay. Perhaps I could overlook this massive breach of protocol if you were to point me in the direction and grant access to uh, Chi's former room when he was staying here. Yeah, I don't know anyone by that name. Is there a way I can, like, upload a description or something like that? I mean, Aha. you can give him a description if you wanted to. I mean, I don't know. I do have that ego bridge. Maybe I could, like, sort of plant this in his brain or something like that. Oh, you want to do it unwillingly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, like, oh, you mean you don't know this guy? Like, <laughs> like, oh, I think you do, you know? Maybe that would help. All right. Let's see what happens. Um, this is just kind of exploring the system, really, so... Yeah, let's go ahead and do a little psychosurgery. Nice. One of my specialties. All right. Oh, a 66. And my uh, psychosurgery score is an 80. All right. So you have two superior successes. I would recommend using one of them for covertness. Mm-hmm. So maybe he doesn't notice right. your bridging. Yeah, absolutely. What would you like to use the other one for? Um, let's see. Yeah, covertness is definitely good. And let's do quality. Okay. So you are verbally describing Chi to him. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know that precise image of Chi is flashing through his mind. Yeah. And since you're in there and successful, you see that he has memories of this person. Nice. Okay. And he's like, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, his room's been sterilized, but sure, uh, I'll give you access to A6. No one's using it right now. Cool. While I'm in here, um, can I access any information about uh, if Chi left anything, if during the room sterilization process anything was taken from the room, if he stored anything in the vault or whatever, anything like that? Um, since you did get a double superior, I will let you know Like his memory shows triad folk coming in and clearing out all of his basic belongings which is what Mariposa told you Mm -hmm. Um, and then he sent a droid in to basically steam sterilize it okay so everything seems on the up and up all right cool all right so I kind of backed off when I was proposing my like I'll forget about this if you hook me up Right. right Uh, and then at this point, I'll like abruptly lean back in really close and just say, thank you. And lean back away again and walk to the room. Make one more psychosurgery roll before you go. Okay. Since you're looking for cheese-specific stuff now. All right. So this one is a 51. All right. So you, and that's under? Yes. Okay. So you do see there's another like brief memory because it's an item they didn't take from the room, where there was a day that she left with a case, and when he came back, he didn't have it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
Wow, so he probably stashed it somewhere. All right, cool, a clue. <laughs> awesome, all right. Uh, I mean, I'll check out the room just to do due diligence, but right. I really think that that's the meat right there. That's the big clue, that he stashed it somewhere, right. I think. All right, cool. So, yeah, I'll check out the room just to, you know, be thorough. Yeah, it's, um. go ahead and do your perceive, your perception. Perceive. Can I perceive it? It is 40. Okay, here we go. 36. Oh, and it is so a superior yeah. success. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't help you too much here because this room is like heat sterilized. Hmm. It's mm-hmm. perfectly clean. There's plastic wrap over the bedding. It's very fifth element. I like right. it. Right. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah, cool. I mean, you know, nothing to see here. I, I like I said, um, it, it's strange because in Aiden's mind, he's very calm. Like I have this clue. It's uh, you know added to my quest log, you know. But it, his body is all excited. <laughs> he doesn't exactly know how to process that feeling, but very excited about the clue. So. All right. So where next? Um, meet up with, uh, with Jade, I guess. All right. So as you leave the motel, you can hear from C7 way down the hall. Ame has sensed that you're nearby and she's like, did you get my messages? I did tell him not to touch your stuff. He did not touch your stuff. Did, hey, sir, excuse me. <laughs> and you're just like walking out. Yeah, just walking past. <laughs> Just, like, not even a we'll talk about this later or anything. Just like, the door like, opens and then, like, closes. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, God, I can't believe I really need to, <laughs> really need to debug that droid. <laughs> okay. All right. I may have mentioned I could do a shock thing. I can't do a shock thing. Don't tell them I can't do a shock thing. <laughs> I think it scared them off. Like, sort of thing. <laughs> Uh, man, oh, me. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I never should have, like, unlocked the customization features. I just should have left it at baseline. Ugh, freaking sparking toaster. All right. All right. You meet up with Jade. She's in her large dragonfly morph. Mm-hmm. And I say large because it's large for a dragonfly. It's a very small morph. Mm-hmm. And... She's kind of flitty and fidgety, just kind of like you would expect her to be from your interaction so far. She's like, so, uh, before we go into the dark, is there, I don't know, should we, like, gear up? Like, what do we do? Our main intention is to remain undetected, so if you have any stealth mods or similar, that would be advisable to equip. I'm a reporter. This would suggest you're good at remaining hidden and unobserved. I'm good at asking questions. Hmm. How are you at remaining unobserved? <laughs> <laughs> like how's your how's your sneakiness like, you know, especially in a dragonfly. I feel like you would be able to like be pretty friggin' sneaky in one of those things. I I've, I've got some skills along those lines. I, uh, yeah. It, 
But I mean, do we need like some weapons or like, like sort of stuff? <laughs> Making a little dragonfly kick or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be most ill-advised. If anything, we would call for backup or perhaps hack any local uh, assailants or similar to come to our defense. All right, fine. How do you do in uh, vacuum and zero-G? That is a concern. Perhaps we should seek some protection for this vessel in case we encounter hard vacuum. Well, do you have any access to any supplies or do we need to hit the market? I do. In fact, let's go ahead and check that before we head in. Because I do have that uh, stash that... uh, Oh, the scratch space. uh, Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you said that, and I should have been like, what is that at the time? (laughs) I was just like, cool, I have one of those. (laughs) So I just kind of assumed it was like a, you know, a little cache of equipment and whatever. No, that's precisely what it should be. Cool, like, you know, in spy movies and whatever else, you know, Born Identity, you get the, like, case with a whole bunch of you know, passports and different currencies and, you know, guns and fake IDs and shit like that in there, so... I don't know. That's kind of what I assumed it would be. Following the updated map specifically that Elidair gave you at your meeting, Mm -hmm. you find the scratch space hidden inside a concealed crevasse in the basalt walls of an unlit tunnel. About a kilometer from the city proper. Okay. Inside, you find a small cache of gear, including what you would see as like um, some drugs, some bandages, um, a pistol, and a couple of different swarms that could be useful. Um, You also find a steel case with a post-it note stuck to it. <laughs> okay. What does it say? Can you believe they have paper here? Look at this thing. Anyway, uh, someone's preying on the locals. I'm gonna hold on to this payment until I know it's not the triad. I'll be watching and report back as soon as I have something. Oh, man. <laughs> I found the payment. Now I need to find Chi. Okay. Hmm. Do I pay off Mariposa or not? That's the question, I think. I feel like if I pay her off, she's not motivated to help me anymore. So I'm not going to let on that I found that. Okay. Um, the case is locked. Um, but the other gear that's in the scratch space includes two doses of kick, which is a combat drug, two nano bandages, one repair spray, a cleaner nano swarm, a railgun pistol, and a disassembler swarm. Hmm. Okay. This doesn't seem like there's anything in here that's going to help me survive hard vacuum, really. So we probably do need to hit the markets. If there's any currency here, I mean, I'll pocket it. Other than that, I don't know that... Uh, I mean, I'll take the kick and other things that are small. 
uh, like that. But, uh, the uh, bandages, sprays, and nanoswarms are small. Right. Um, yeah, the railgun pistol is concealable, but it's not really your style. Yeah, no, I'll leave that behind. Okay. So yeah, you can head to the market next, but Jade's like, ooh, what's this? <laughs> oh, what's going on? Oh, I saw Chi with that case before. <laughs> Like, oh, we're, we're probably on the trail. But this isn't the last place he transmitted to me from, so... Mm. I know... I know we still have a ways to go. Is this sort of thing any use to you? I'll say, holding up the, uh, railgun pistol. If I was in a different morph, maybe. Like, kind of wiggling her little yeah. <laughs> weird... Appendages. Like, dragonfly claws. Yeah. Okay. Hmm, understood. We might be able to modify it to your current morph, but we don't have that kind of time. What's the note say? What's the note say? Can you tell me? Is it a secret? Is it from Chi? It's from Chi. He's in... He suggests that he's going to investigate the disappearances of the locals. Oh, interesting. Indeed. Well, that would make sense. I mean, the last place he sent me anything from was in the tunnels. That's where we're going next. It should go without saying that this case must remain a mystery. Well, I mean, it, it is mysterious. I don't know what it is. Exactly. All right. <laughs> In fact, you would be best advised to not know that it even exists. Jedi mind trick <laughs> and gesture. It's <laughs> like, well, I... I can pretend you psychosurgered me, I suppose. Indeed. All right, well, I guess we'd better go into this spooky dark place after we hit up the marketplace for a vac suit for you. Yes, we'll need something to deal with this hard vacuum. All right. So procuring a vac suit isn't a big deal. This is a mining settlement, and there are many retired vac suits in circulation. Hmm. Okay. I'll have to find one that's kind of uh, compact, nondescript, you know, not heavy industrial, but right. more like, you know. Most of you... them are pretty um, slim profile because mm -hmm. they're for workers that had to get through relatively small tunnels in mm -hmm. the asteroid. Okay, perfect. And actually having it makes you look a little bit more like one of the locals. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. All right. So, facing the door that leads down below, the one that you had mapped out for at least about an hour or so of travel, it's time to see if you can locate where that last transmission came from. Mm-hmm. And that head back in. is where we will pick up next time. You always do this to me, just when it starts getting interesting. <laughs> in our second, and what should be our last episode of the Eclipse Phase Fireside story. Very cool. All right. Well, this week, once again, we want to give a huge thank you to Richard H., who is one of our patrons and helped make this possible. Uh, also want to give a thank you to Posthuman Studios for putting out the Eclipse Phase second edition um, playtest materials for everyone to access. And a huge thanks to Sirenscape for our music and sound today. If you guys want to check it out, please go to sirenscape.com or check out the link in the description. 
So until next time, everyone, spend your rage wisely. Or don't. I mean, who knows how rage works in microgravity anyway? <laughs>